Welcome to episode 36 of the Youth Ministry Podcast for Volunteers. If you're a volunteer who works with teenagers, this podcast is for you. You have made it to the right place. And hey, we are so glad that you've taken the time to join us. Hey, I'm Chris Trent. I work with the Next Gen Ministry for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. I've been blessed to work with teenagers for a little over 30 years now. I'm completely a product of youth ministry. A youth pastor invited me to a youth camp. I said yes, and I ended up making a decision for Jesus that week, and it has changed my life. Um, and as a result of that, I'm still getting to do what I do with teenagers. I'm, I'm also awesomely blessed to have a great friend and also my co-host for the uh, podcast. That is Jennifer Fletcher. Jennifer, Hello. how's life? What is going on? What's up? Happy almost Valentine's Day at this time of this recording. Yeah, yeah. Just went yeah. to the dollar store, grabbed a lot of goodies for my kiddos, so that was good. But Wendy we're... does that. She does that for her uh, for her kids. And, and yeah, I'm like whatever you know. But um, but I do stuff for her just to be clear. And that is a reminder <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> Before Valentine's well, I guess this is going to come out after Valentine's Day, actually. I'm so. sorry if we reminded you, the, you that you didn't do anything for Valentine's Day. What would you recommend for a, for a husband to drop the ball there? <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, you need to take him out for dinner or something. Yeah, no doubt. Well, uh, she's a real-life volunteer and gets to volunteer at her uh, former girls' ministry uh, pastor and does that, and now she does volunteer stuff and is a great mom, And but it's great to have uh, her on board uh, every time. So anyway, hey, all that to say, uh, before we jump into today's episode, hey, take a minute to subscribe uh, to the podcast on whatever podcast platform you use. Uh, we would love it if you would also leave a review. That actually helps us a lot with getting to work, getting the word out. Well, Jennifer, let's jump right in. I am super excited today to have. Um, he he's not he's gonna he's gonna feel a little weird when I start to say what I'm about to say, but this is true. He really is one of the wisest guys I know. And I mean that. Like, Ricky Smith is a dear friend. And I only have a few people in my life that if I'm making a big decision, I'm going to call him. Ricky Smith, for me, is one of those guys. He is a former youth pastor, a former next-gen catalyst. I don't think the title was the same, but he had my job before I had my job. But now you are a <laughs> a real-life senior pastor, Ricky. What happened? Why did you do that? Like, what were you God. thinking? <laughs> God told me to, and I said yes. I mean, that's not the way we end up where we are all the time. That's so, it. That's all the advice for the day. We're done. Tell Clear. everybody Say yes. you are at Calvary Baptist in Columbus. Tell everybody about your role there. Yeah, so well, first of all, thanks for letting me be here. Uh, Jennifer, we're just getting a chance to meet. Uh, you seem awesome. I'm sure you're amazing. Chris, love you dearly. You and your family just mean the world to me, and uh, so grateful for our friendship. Um yeah, so Calvary, Columbus, Georgia, been here a long time. Um, in fact, this church has deep, deep personal roots for us. My wife and I got married here in 1996. Nice. My first job out of college was serving here. The first church I ever became a member of by my own choice was here. Oh, that's um, awesome. And so uh, we've been connected to this place, and it's multifaceted ministry since 96 in some shape or form. And in fact, even, even when I was, uh, came on staff of the Georgia Baptist mission board, uh, my church sent me as a missionary out of this church and uh, hmm. I even, and gave me office space to use. So, um, oh, that's great. just a lot of connections, but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm pastor of the church here. We have an incredible team. Um, Absolutely incredible team and lots of amazing That's things a lot. happening. Listen, man, day. I know a lot of your, your folks that are on staff with you, and you are blessed, man. That is a great group of people. There's no doubt about it. 
incredible team. So I tell them all the time, if this goes great, they get the credit. If it goes wrong, I get the blame. Yeah, that's, that's the way it's supposed to be, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, Jennifer, um, share your heart with just – so we're going to jump right into this thing. And this episode is going to be a little bit for you as a volunteer, hopefully more of an encouragement to anything, uh, more than anything. Because, Jennifer, you reached out to me a little while back and you shared the idea for this episode – based on a conversation I think you had had with your dad and you were thinking about your dad, who's also a pastor. Yeah. You know, we listen each week. If you listen to us each week, we try to give you advice and tips and kind of ways to um, rework or help out the ministry that you're already doing. But we do realize that there's so many of you listening to this that are volunteering in student ministry and, and the ministry is on your shoulders. It feels like you don't, have, you know, we say, Hey, sometimes get the support of your youth pastor. You don't have a youth pastor or, um, maybe you do, but it's just the, the role and the commitment. It feels like more of a full-time job than a volunteer job. And we understand that. And so we just wanted to encourage you and get to hear from Ricky and, uh, you know, his heart speaking for other senior pastors of how valuable that you are. You know, he doesn't have the time to meet with every teenager in his church. And so he needs you as volunteers. Um, and so we just want to encourage you today, mostly that what you're doing matters and it matters in the lives of students. And those students are impacting the life of the congregation and of your community and just encourage you to keep pressing on working with these teenagers, sharing the truth of the gospel with them. So Ricky, what would you say? So you were, you were a youth pastor for a while. Um, I don't know how many years that was. How many years were you a youth pastor? Oh goodness. 20. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, Chris so, is making so you do a lot of math today. <laughs> 96. Yeah, how many spot, years? Right? <laughs> but you were a youth pastor all those years. So I, I suspect, and I know you well enough to know that you valued volunteers then, but now you have a, you're sitting in a different chair. Uh, you're sitting in the pastor's chair. What have you learned and, and what has maybe changed about how you even think about volunteers at this point? That's a really good question. I mean, obvious, I, you could look at this from an organizational structure standpoint. Um, and obviously then you reach the conclusion volunteers are essential. You can't do it without them because Purely from an organizational standpoint, you're working in a nonprofit organization. You don't have the resources to pay everybody. So you've got to deploy volunteers. So clearly, purely from that lens, you can't do it without them. From a more important lens, a biblical lens, we shouldn't do it without them. So um, we are linked arm in arm. I mean, we could look so many places here. We could dive into as far of these pools you wanted to go. Ephesians 4, 1 Corinthians 11, 12, 13, 14. We can go to Philippians 1, Philippians 2, Genesis 1, Genesis 2, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And see all of these reference parts in Scripture of what we as the body of Christ are invited into. Uh, We're invited into missional community. Philippians chapter one, Paul lays that out really clear. And so as part of being a part of a missional community, that means we step into role, we step into ministry, we step into service. So this is, this is, yeah, multiplication of manpower, but this is way more about the body of Christ, um, faithfully doing what we're here to do. So volunteers are invaluable. Did you grow up in the church? I did. I remember that part of your story. Uh, I grew up in South Atlanta. Um, my dad, for goodness, I would say probably 15 years of my life, he was a volunteer leader in the church. 
deacon chairman, Sunday school director. He led the nursing home ministry. He did children's church. He was a WANA commander for several years. So, and he just brought, if, if he was going on, it was very traditional church. So we were going to Monday night visitation. My, my brother and I were going with him. If he was going to Sunday night, uh, nursing home ministry, we were going with him. So yeah. we certainly saw that modeled. He actually became a pastor when I was 15 and still pastors a church in South Atlanta today, but certainly grew up in church, but genuinely watching our parents model faithfully loving and serving their local church purely from a volunteer basis. Do you have any volunteers that come to mind that, that served that, that you were like when you were a kid or when you were a youth pastor that made a huge impact for you? Oh, of course. Uh, probably the first one that comes to my mind would be my middle school Sunday school teacher. That's good. Because, um, uh, clearly he loved, he taught, but he spent time with us. You know, he, he owned the bowling alley in town. So, uh, we had, we, we had a pretty cool access to some fun activities, right? Yeah. I don't take my small group to that cool. But but he invested in us. Yeah. I mean, so it was bowling activities. We would go camping, fishing, all these things together where he was really pouring into us and completely uh, impacted me in a positive way just as another one of those adults in my life who I knew loved me, who I knew cared for me. And it's, you know, what's amazing even now, um, I'm older, obviously he's older. That generally happens like you age on the same track, but anyway, so we're friends on, you know, the old person, social media platform, but when he messages me from time to time and it'll be a simple, like, Hey, I'm really proud of you. Oh my goodness. That just means so much, so much. Even, so. even today. Yeah, absolutely. Even today. So volunteers, your voice really does matter for, in, in the long term, you know, hundred percent, because let's think about it so much. If you're a volunteer or paid and you are working with next generation age group, so much of it, uh, you don't see the impact of it immediately. You may never see it. Or if you do, it may be five or 10 years down the road yeah. where they come back and say like, Hey, you know, you said this thing and it really meant a lot to me. And you're like, what did I say? And they'll tell you, and you're like, did I say that? <laughs> I don't remember having ever said that. You know, they're listening and watching in all those moments. And we never know how the Lord is using some of those words of encouragement, some of those, you know, words of wisdom, those references to scripture that they're just soaking it up. And so that proverbial payday of thanks may or may not ever come, but, uh, but yeah, I, I still get to sense the impact of those volunteers in my life today where they were part of my life when I was a kid. Yeah, that's awesome. So here's a question for you. I, I know from, you know, just volunteering myself and, and different friends that I have volunteering, volunteering in a church, you mentioned, you know, the, the practical side of it, church is a nonprofit, you need volunteers. But as a volunteer, sometimes you can feel like, man, I have nothing left to give you guys. You guys will take everything that I have across, you know, all the ministries in our churches. So what word of encouragement would you have for a volunteer if they're feeling maybe like they are giving all that they can and a little burnout volunteering? Um, What encouragement would you have for them to kind of rally and keep going? That's a really good question. 
because unfortunately I've seen this on both sides that the church will wear somebody out, will literally suck the life out of someone's well-intentioned desire. Mm. Uh, and then all of a sudden they're on the verge of divorce because they're never home. They're volunteering at the church. You know, I would, right, I would first right. of all say shame on the church for that. Uh, that's an unhealthy rhythm in the church. But I think, I think there's a lot of ways that I could go with that, Jennifer. I think, first of all, if the volunteers feeling that burnout, they need to let that be known. Um, and, and prayerfully that's received and heard. And there's an opportunity to take a break or to step back because we are always saying yes. When we say yes to anything, that means we're always saying no to something else. So there may be in our, in our logic, especially as a believer, like I can never say no to the church. Well, actually sometimes you can't because you may need to say yes to your family right now. Um, so rather than trying to do everything all the time, what are some things that you can do really well rather than being spread so thinly? But, you know, I, I think honestly, Jennifer, that is a, that's a very common problem. And sometimes it is, the church not having enough self-awareness of over asking, but the volunteer, maybe, maybe their insecurities being fed. Like I really want to be wanted. And mm. so I'm going to say yes to everything. Um, burnout's not healthy. I'm yeah. not doing anybody a favor if I'm doing something every day and every night. And I love what you said too, about how, you know, you can step aside for a little bit and come back. I think sometimes when we, you know, we talk in student ministry a lot about like, hey, could you volunteer for these kids for three years, sixth through eighth grade, or for high school for four years? But it's okay every now and then to take a break for a season. And that doesn't mean that your time investing in the lives of students is over forever, you know, and so reminding our listeners too, you can do something else for a year or two or whatever your season needs to be and then come back to it. It doesn't have to be this lifelong decision. That's correct. Well, it, that helps you to be healthy, spiritually healthy in the midst of all of that, right? We want we want volunteers that are healthy and are spiritually yeah. healthy. And I think um, it's easy at times. What I was thinking of, Ricky, when you were talking about that was it, it's easy at times for us to uh, start to think, well, man, these kids really need me. Or, mm. and, and if we're not careful, we can allow that become unhealthy to the point of, like, without me, what are they going to do? You know, and, and it starts to become more about us than, you know, them. And I think that that's a heart check moment as well where we have as, as volunteers, we'd have to say, uh, am I doing this for the right reason? Do I recognize that really anybody could step in uh, and maybe it is time uh, to take a little break there? I like that a lot. I mean, volunteerism, so much of our faith, we've got to be reminded that it's not about us. Uh, but we all, that's a trap. The enemy loves to feed every one of us. If it's in our marriage, if it's in our volunteerism, if it's in our place of leadership, if I can't do this, it's not going to work. Well, that's just not true because somebody was doing it before you got there. And after you leave, somebody else is going to do it. Uh, if we could, if we could have a more healthy perspective of kingdom, um, of healthy church family and realize it's not all about us, nor is it all up to us. That's a much more healthy position to be in for sure. Ricky, I know your kids, they're great. You have great kids. Volunteers played a big impact for them as well. Of course. Um, I have two daughters, uh, 18 and 20. 
And so my oldest is getting married soon. Y'all can have a special word of prayer from me. It's going to be okay. I, know. <laughs> uh, I want to say congratulations, but uh. no, it, it's awesome. No, it's but, amazing. but you know, uh, yes, volunteers have played a tremendous role in their life from nursery rocking babies all the way up to even now. Uh, we have chosen to view that from the parent perspective that we've got a team of people. Uh, we I mean the research has proven this over and over and over again now that it's it's verifiable that for faith that sticks, it requires mm-hmm. adults other than parents investing in the life of the kids. Exactly. We have seen that firsthand. Um, and in fact, ironically, it's funny when I look back now at who my daughter is choosing to invite to her wedding, you know, it's her, it's her K four teacher. It's her, you know, her elementary Sunday school teacher. It's, it's her sparky Awana, you know, leader. It's, all these wow. people who yeah. have impacted her life, and some of them haven't been a part of her life now for three to five years, but she's wanting them to be a part of her special day because she realizes they have helped shape who she is. And so just that one fact alone that I see anecdotally in my daughter's life speaks to the lifelong impact of a volunteer that they have. There are certainly church staff members that were in authority over her that are not getting invited to her wedding, but daggum, those volunteers are. (laughs) (laughs) I love too how you, yeah, I love too how you talked about how there are different stages and it made me think too, you know, I, I love to volunteer with students at my church, but the only reason I can do that is because there's somebody volunteering to keep my four year old during that same time. And so that's a cool way for students even to see modeled how the body of Christ can come together and all work to serve the same goal, which is really cool. Absolutely. I mean, in that context, and even you said this earlier about needing to take a break, you, 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 you've used the seasons word twice Mm. and so appropriately, you know, there's, there's seasons of development where I serve at different ages groups. There are so many seasons in my own personal health and spiritual journey where I need to be serving but also places that I need to be served. Um, You know, look later at the first probably seven verses of Philippians chapter two, and it, and it's speaking to, to the unity in the body of Christ, how we love one another, how we're putting others needs above our own. The application of that in the context of a church is going to put all of us in a better position to live that out. I'm starting to get a little nervous here because I can just hear uh, I hear an email coming or a phone call coming from a youth pastor who says their volunteer was listening to the youth ministry podcast for volunteers, and they decided to take a break from <laughs> good <laughs> from youth ministry service. Good for and them. Like, why would I recommend this podcast to anybody? <laughs> but come back stronger. It'll be come fine. It'll be fine. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I think that's awesome though. Ricky, before we jumped on a minute ago, I, I told you I was probably going to ask you about this. Um, I, I'm starting to get a burden, Ricky, for – I think I've had it for a little while, but but it's even become more and more um, apparent to me that we've got an opportunity when it comes to our seasoned members in our church. I think there are so many churches that I visit because of my job that I see so many – uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be polite, call them seasoned, but I mean like senior adult, grandma's grandpa type folks that 
just are no longer serving. Uh, now, there are a lot of amazing ones that do, so I don't want to act like this is by, like a – but I think there are a lot of folks out there that fall into that category. They look at teenagers and they think maybe, man, I'm not cool enough, I'm not – I don't understand, whatever. But in all actuality, I'm thinking, man, there's a real opportunity there. Any thoughts on that and, and maybe how uh, volunteers could maybe be a, a voice of encouragement to other folks in their church that are not serving – uh, to bring them on board and serve? Yeah, I think um, some of this, I think, would apply to the volunteers' perspective. I think others' perspective here could be a challenge to church leadership to create an environment that fosters this healthy attitude. Yeah, totally. Um, but uh, so I guess first from the church leadership standpoint, I'm reminded, and this has been years ago, uh, I looked at all the— pastors that listen to this as well. Just okay. Just so, so I looked at I looked at all the students in my ministry, and I asked them, "Hey, who wants to be mentored and who wants to be prayed for?" And I had a stack of pieces of paper, and I stood in front of my church and I said, "Eat this stack. Every piece of paper represents a kid who's asking for an adult to be a part of their life. It's time to step up." It's uh, powerful. So, a senior adult wanting to volunteer in ministry doesn't mean that they have to show up on Wednesday night, wear skinny jeans, and sing the next Taylor Swift song. We're missing the point. But they can they can pray for, they can text words of encouragement, they can write letters, they can... Uh, so uh, when I look back at that experience that I just described in our church, the, the, the focus ring on the camera zoomed way out now and people began to be able to see themselves coming alongside kids in new ways. And so when a kid would walk into a church service on Sunday morning and the volunteer, quote unquote, was a senior adult lady who would go up to a kid and say, I want you to know I've been praying for you all week. How was your test the other day? Like those conversations like that are so much more significant than like, Okay, well, I would say more significant, but they're just as significant as who's teaching the the small group or leading the class. Um, so I think I think us being willing to open up the frame of reference on what it means and what are ways that we can be a part of a student's life. Uh, there's an there's a such a wider bandwidth of opportunities to step in and be a part of an encouraged a kid's life and faith journey. Yeah, I think that's good, man. Like in volunteers, I, 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 you know, as I'm sitting here listening, I'm sitting here thinking you can be such a help to recruiting other volunteers for sure. by simply just having a great voice, a great voice of encouragement about what's happening and maybe being willing to recruit some folks that are a little bit outside the norm. You know, maybe some of the folks that are falling into that, um, you know, senior adult category or folks that, you know, for whatever reason people have overlooked um, and volunteers, you can be a huge, huge help in that. And I know some of the best volunteers I've ever had are folks that they knew another volunteer serving. And so they decided to come down and be a part of that as well. And that part is super huge. Well, Ricky, as we wrap this thing up, man, um, any words of encouragement just come to your mind? Uh, maybe a word of thanks for volunteers from the heart of a pastor. Yeah, I would say, uh, on, on behalf of every pastor and everybody in church leader, thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, it, uh, Scripture reminds us, don't grow weary in doing good, 
for in due time or in due season, there's that word again, Jennifer, uh, you will reap if you don't give up. This generation of students um, and children, they arguably reflect the greatest potential for a revival generation we have seen in decades, maybe ever. So we can't give up. And we all bear the weight and the responsibility to be a part of that journey somehow, some way. Um, and so I, I, it's worth it. Uh, and it's too significant to not be a part of somewhere. Uh, Chris, to your point, the greatest volunteer recruitment I've ever seen is other volunteers recruiting other volunteers. Just being excited, taking joy in what they're doing. Yeah and bringing their other friends along. So uh, if you're weary, don't wait on others to recruit. You go recruit some help. It's worth it, and it matters. That's great. Ricky, thank you, my friend, for being on today. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate your friendship and what you do uh, in our state, what you do for pastors, what you do for youth pastors. Um, Big time, appreciate you, man. Grateful for you guys. Well, that does it for today's episode. Uh, listen, have you ever wanted to be uh, around or at least able to connect with other youth workers, volunteers maybe? Some of you are like, no, I get enough of that on Sundays. But, however, <laughs> if, if, if you ever wanted to have a group of folks you might could just ask questions to, get encouragement from, I want to invite you to be a part of the Student Ministry Network uh, Facebook group where you'll find some full-time youth pastors, some bivocational youth pastors, and also youth ministry volunteers uh, as well have joined that group. So we'd love to have you a part of that. It's a great place to ask for help with youth ministry questions that you're dealing with. And you can find that group at studentministrynetwork.com. Uh, that'll get you there. There's a link on that page to that Facebook group. Uh, just for look for just look for the section called Connect uh, on uh, to Facebook right there, and it'll help you uh, get to be a part of that. So, hey, and thank you for joining us, and don't forget – hit that subscribe button. That's always something we like to remind you of it and leave that review. Please take the time to do that. That would help us a lot. Hey, and make sure that you join us. Our next episode coming up is episode 37. And I am super excited for this. We are talking about why teenagers are so lonely. I know that if you are listening, if you've listened this far in, you know that teenagers are lonely. And so we're going to address some of that and then what we can do to help them in their loneliness. And so super excited for that conversation. Huge thanks to the Georgia Baptist Mission Board for allowing us to provide this resource and especially thankful for the churches that give to the cooperative program. I'm super excited about that episode as well, Jennifer. It's going to be great. Man, like uh, Ricky, you know, as as we know that one of the major stats that's come out recently is how this generation, most connected generation, also the loneliest generation on record. Uh, So this is going to be a conversation worth having. Hey, friends, if you need anything, you can find us at studentministrynetwork.com. We'll see you next time on the Youth Ministry Podcast for Volunteers.